This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, my feline love and friends. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. We are excited. Today, we have Dr. Jeff Werber with us. He is the only vet I've ever known that won an Emmy. And I think there has to be a question there. I didn't know you could get an Emmy for being a vet, but we're kind of thinking that's cool. He has all kinds of information. He has a podcast. We'll have to get into it as soon as this break from our sponsor is finished. We'll see you shortly. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I am your co-host, Linda Hall, with my lovely BFF business partner. My husband says she's my work wife and everything else that she is, Rita Reimers. <laughs> I thought for a second you forgot my name. No, I was trying to think of all the roles that you fill. Well, we both have multiple roles and now we'll be taking on a new role with the Sadie's Heart Cat Sanctuary yes. Outreach. But yes. I'm excited to talk to our awesome guest. I am too. We Tell wanted, us more about this. We wanted Emmy. Dr. Jeff to come on for a while now. Because we know the man is busy because did I mention he's also running a vet practice and involved in all kinds of other stuff. So welcome, Dr. Jeff, and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. And thanks for having me because you know what? My waiting room was so busy. I said, guys, I have a heart out today. I have a, a Zoom interview, and I'm I'm going to make that with 19 cats. That's perfect. So, so, uh, it was it worked out well. When the time's over, they don't need to know we stopped recording. We'll just sit yeah. and chat and waste there the time. <laughs> so you were running a veterinary practice, but you are also doing something called Air Vet, and we need that explained to us. Okay, so I have been concierge for my entire career, which means that I'm the idiot. Uh, so <laughs> my, my colleagues call me, you actually give your phone, your cell phone to your clients. I said, yep, I do. And they can reach me 24 oh, seven. And I, and I realized the benefit to not only the pet, but to the, the relationship between me and the pet parent, knowing that they can call me 24 seven and it's invaluable. And I've learned a number of things. First of all, clients love it. Secondly, it doesn't happen that often. I, yeah, I've, I've missed a few black tie dinners because I've been had an emergency or whatever, but you know, when I look at my career, it's, I'm in my 38th year. Wow. It's not that bad. But most importantly, what I've learned is that most emergencies aren't. Yes. So when, when you have that recording that goes on at night at your hospital, it says, hi, thank you for calling so-and-so animal hospital. The office is closed. If you have an emergency, go to so-and-so emergency center. Well, guess what? You're in the car in two seconds. You're going. You don't know what the problem is, right. but you're worried. 
Right. And all of a sudden you get there and you get to wait several hours now with COVID and you get to spend two to three times as much money. And guess what? It could have waited, could have waited to the next day or the next day after that. Yes. So I realized clients benefit, patients benefit from having that what we call concierge care, connected care 24-7. So I, with a few friends, started a company called Live DVM. My wise ass son who is very smart. He didn't like what we were doing and how we were doing it. And he had no problem telling me so. <laughs> so, so. So, and the first thing he didn't like was the name. He goes, dad, I'm a son of a veterinarian. I know what a DVM is. Most people don't know what a DVM is. That's and true. He, he proved that point. He proved that point uh, with my, our partners. Anyway, he was talking to one of his colleagues who was invested in one of my son's prior companies and said, so Brandon, what are you doing now? He goes, I'm helping my daddy. He's, he's got a pet telemedicine company. Doesn't know what, what he's doing, how he's doing it. It's a great idea. But and the guy goes, pet telemedicine? And this was the time when Teladoc and all those companies were starting to get crazy busy and Roman, right? So he says, Brandon, if you're running that company, I would invest right now. So guess what? Nice. Brandon took over CEO. I'm Gee. chief learning officer. And we have built, he has built, we are the largest platform in the industry. Ugh. And we are moving on to even bigger things. And he's doing a great job. And Live DVM became Airbet. So uh, because now people know Airbet, Airbnb, Airplay, you know, they yes. get it. Yes. Getting your veterinarian. So and what's so interesting about that is our SEO is so good that we work with hospitals. We were started out as what we call B2B to C, business to business. We're going with veterinary hospitals. They will connect with their clients. Guess what? Veterinarians don't get it. They think it's too hard to institute like, like that. They'd rather mm -hmm. have the recording. They'd rather lose the business and send their clients to emergency. It makes no sense. So we now are, I've realized that most of my calls, and I've done over 3,600 virtual oh. visits. And, That's and amazing. Guess how many I've had to send to emergency that really were emergencies? How many? Probably 60 or 70. But you know what's really yeah. great? Like cat parents have a hard time getting their cats to the vet. Of course. Or knowing if it's a problem at all. So this is an awesome asset exactly. for well, them. You know, in fact, you know who one of our partners is, who we've we partnered with, who Who's gets it fear-free. So good, good friend, Marty Becker. We love Fear for Yes. And so Marty evaluated all the telemedicine companies and he says, no, uh, Airbet's the one. And we are their exclusive provider of telemedicine. And also, since you guys are doing, uh, you know, rescue, Best Friends Animals Sanctuary yeah, Society. Yeah, love, awesome. yes. All right. We're also from Canab, Utah. They also were their primary. So, That's you know, what, what people understand the importance of 24-7 connected care and we are having so much fun with it. And I feel, I, I love helping people with their pets. So when I get to do these 3,600 calls that I've done, these virtual visits, and I get such the kudos is unbelievable. People, I talked to one gal, and this is oh, when we first started, and she was very, you know, like she didn't really get it. She could just tell, she thought it was a waste of her money to do it. And we uh, talked a little bit and I helped her out. She reached out to me on LinkedIn. She had to find me because I didn't give any of my information. And she reached out, I actually saved her, her little note to me, basically saying, this is, in essence, the best thing since sliced bread. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. And now she and I, have we, we talk each other all the time. It's, it's great. It's so amazing. Is, I love my vet and he has given me his phone number. I was going to say, I, I now know two vets who have given right. out their personal phone number. Your but I hesitate to yep. use it though a lot. Which and is good. so something like this, where that's what they're expecting is for you to do exactly. it. That would make you me feel better. Call. Sometimes people just call because they, they went to the vet. They have a great relationship with the vet, but they, they just want a little more information. Yes. A little more information. Vets are so busy right now. They don't have time. So we get a call, we explain, and they're so thankful. It's great. 
I think um, one of my cats had a torty girl, Latte, who oh, was, Latte. we called her Nurse Latte because if anyone was sick, she laid on them and did not move. We kept like, are you going to eat? Have you used the box? <laughs> you know, she was just the best, but she got a tumor and it was a fast growing form of cancer. And they talked about euthanization right then. And I said, just give me time as long as I feel like she's happy. So I took her home and there began the horrendous struggle of, are Do we I there yet? Do Are I we there yet? Yes. Right. And by the time I knew she was there, because she was laying under the table, which is unlike her, and she was having breathing difficulties. Right. Now I'm trying to grab her, cram her in a crate, find a vet's office that's open. If I had had something like this that I could have called and said, okay, Dr. Jeff, here's where we're at. You tell me, you know. Or, right. Or what do I need to be looking at? Also, you know, that's this is the kind of cat, and I, I know Fear Free loves this too. Home euthanasia. Yeah. I've been doing this for 25 years, home euthanasia. And I got to tell you, it's the way to go. It yeah. Really I believe it because I lost how many did I lose last year, Linda? Four. Oh, you were, yeah. yeah. Because we tend to take in the unadoptable sure. ones that are sick or FIV or whatever. Well, in my karma too, I adopted a cat from the Carolinas that was FIV positive because no one would take him. And then like seven months later, I was going out for a business trip and they told me we still have his girlfriend. And I'm like, I don't break up bonded pairs put her in a crate. She's going back with me. She was truly feral. And so mm. she's what we call some. Try to now, get her to the vet. It's not happening. No, oh, I've yeah. said a million times, whatever happens to her, this is your life, girl. You're never leaving this. Up. Well, you know, I always say, give me the toughest, baddest, meanest dog on the block over a nasty cat. Any yes, day that's so true. Agree. Nasty cats, boy. They're using all four limbs and their teeth and they are fast. It's really tough. It's uh, really I always tough. tell people when the cat rolls over on his back and shows his stomach, it's not because he's being submissive. He's showing you all the claws that he's going to get you. Let with. me just pull my You're arsenal out. Yeah. Right, and right. then watch that flexible spine that can turn around. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about some things that I want to talk about. And I have to tell you, I took pictures of it. I actually did a little video. Maybe I should send it to you. Yes. I saw a beautiful eight month old Abyssinian cat. Just <gasps> love Abby's. Oh, I love them. They adopted it with its, with its brother. Okay. And when I saw it a month and a half ago at five and a half, six months, it was belly was huge, full of fluid FIP. Wow. Oh, no. FIP is FIP. awful. And as what I would have said a year ago, even maybe two years ago and everything before that, FIP is 100% fatal, especially the abusive form. You're gonna, it's going to get them. But I had read a little something about GS441524. And I said, well, there is something new. And I told them to send, I sent them a couple of websites they can look into. P.S. They got the injection 22 days into the 84 days. This cat is 100% normal. Oh, I uh, love that. The most amazing, amazing thing on the planet. So taking, it's not like, you know, coming with a new chemo regimen that can extend maybe life another six months. We're talking a deadly disease yes. and being able to cure it. Yes. Yes. Do you know yes. Peter Cohen? He's a FIP warrior. Yes. He, he has, has Zen by the, Cat, yeah. and his nonprofit is to raise money to help people afford that FIP treatment because yes. it's very expensive. Right, right. And it do more resource, research and get generics out there and all the things we need to right. do to get medications more. And one of my professors from Davis, Dr. Niels Peterson, was one of the uh, originators of this medication, of the studies. And um, I mean, I, I put a call into him because I want to talk to him. It, I've never seen anything like it. The turnaround of this is unreal. 
Yeah, Peter had adopted some cats and then one of them um, had FIP. And so he did that, you know, just that I'm going to search and search until I can find someone. And they said, well, this isn't even really regulated for cats really isn't what it's for. But if you want to give it a shot, he's like, yeah, I'll do anything. And I'm not sure. I think it was Cookie Monster, wasn't it? I'm not sure if it was the first or one of the first cats to be completely cured. And it's yeah, it's been it's been a little while. And yeah, cats. Peter could afford it. And so when he realized how expensive it is and most people can't afford it, that's when he started his nonprofit. All right. This couple, they were committed. The cat was gorgeous is gorgeous. I could say that now. Is yes, gorgeous. Yes. And you know, it's a great Abby. And uh anyway, it's, it's a just people should know that that there are alternatives. And like you said, there are some generic companies. Do your homework though. Some are better than the other. And there are a couple of really good websites that uh I was given. In fact, what I'm gonna do if you give me a second. Yeah, the more resources we have, the better. Yeah. So one is called curefip.com. Okay. Okay. The other one is maxpawhealth.com. This is the one they ended up using. And they found that just because they were more attentive and it was easier to get a hold of them and they got the medication. There's also a Facebook group called FIP Warriors. Yeah, that's Peter. I think that's Peter's group. Oh. Yes, I think that's Peter's yeah, group. It is. Yes. And it's great. So now this company is using this client of mine a lot because they're in the middle. But I mean, you know, they say you want to do it for 84 days, this injection daily. And after 22 days, they're only a quarter through. Wow. That is amazing. Something didn't that was 100% lose, deadly. Linda, didn't you lose a cat to FIP early on? No, that was FIV and it was a oh, lot was of years ago. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Dan's been gone over 19 years. So it was wow. over 20 years ago. Right. Um, we took in a stray and uh, we had him scheduled to get him neutered. And he got a little happy one night and broke out the screen and kind of, you know, went to find him a little something, got beat up to hack. So we brought him into the vet and they called me and said he was FIP positive and they needed to euthanize. And that was pretty much it. And I believed them. And and now the things have changed a little bit with FIV. Yeah, a lot. Uh, we used yes, to say FIV and it. FIV were, were both deadly. And there are cats walking around with FIV and, and doing just Yes, fine. I've had my kismet for five or six years now. Is it yeah. that long already? Yeah. Oh surprisingly yes he's had to have a few teeth removed but he was also living outside in a feral colony for many years so i'm sure that didn't help but uh yeah no he's an amazing cat and i say people who are afraid of adopting a cat because of a condition like that do your research find things out because he really isn't any extra bother i think i worry about him a little bit more but other than that do you guys doing the cats as you do how many people say well god i don't like cats because they're, they're just not like you know they're not like dogs and stuff and i say if you don't like cats you haven't had the right cat because, yes yes because uh-huh. if you came to my house and you sit down on my couch and three of my cats are on your lap rubbing up against you rolling <laughs> over you know getting i said they're like dogs that's they're very affectionate when i wanted that when we were first started talking about getting a cat my husband i hate cats i yeah. guarantee you if he's at his desk right now, there's a big black cat in his lap that has claimed him. It's just, <laughs> it's so funny. I watched them and, and Kismet, my FIV boy, sleeps on his hip all night. Last night I put my arm around Kismet's head was here and I thought, yeah, this is the man who hates cats. This right? is the man who hates just, cats. Yes. I told you, I have one of my five cats. It's a big black cat too. And, um, you know, when I do my radio show on Sunday mornings, I can't let him in the room because he loves to walk right on. And it's on, it's a computer show. It's on the internet. So he is walking on the keyboard. He, at one point, the worst thing he did, I start my morning with a cup of coffee. It's nine o'clock in, in LA time. It's, you know, in noon in the East live. It's a live show. And all of a sudden my full cup of coffee, he walks and he rubs up again. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing, all over. that. 
my notes, my keyboard. Anyway, okay, Ninja. Yeah, Black Ninja. That's ninja. Oh, yeah, you don't get to, you don't get to be in the house. Here, yeah, actually. it's just the same surprise. Dexter's not up there. Yeah, we were doing a behavior session, and Rita decided instead of going up to her office, she was just going to put her laptop in the kitchen, and and we're talking, and all of a sudden she just disappeared off this Zoom, and I'm like, well, Rita will be back. So anyway, cats <laughs> in nature. He walked across it and put it to sleep. Yeah, put her computer did. to sleep. Yeah, what? he did. He usually makes an appearance every time we're filming. Yeah, he something. does. I don't know I where thought. he is right now. Are we at a point where we need to take a break? Yes, we actually are. We'll be right back after a word from our awesome sponsor. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back with 19 Cats and Counting with the lovely Linda Hall and the amazing Dr. Jeff, who has a live call in radio show every Sunday on Pet Life Radio. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Again, I love talking pets, and um, I know the producers and a lot of my colleagues are, are have shows. And uh, we met at uh, one of the pet, in fact, the Global Pet Expo. And um, I, uh, we just hit it off, and they said, you know, look, let's do a show. I can do a live call in. I, I guess we just had Dr. Jan Bellows, who's one of the premier veterinary dentists in the country. He was a guest, and I just like. Uh, finding stories. People need to know more about pets and what we do and and kind of make it fun, make it enjoyable. In fact, I mentioned to you before our show started that I saw a story that I, you know, knowing that I was going to be talking to you guys about cats that I could relate to because I understand cats. I know you can, but this was a great story. It's about parents of children, right? With the autism that are on the autism spectrum disorder, they have autism. Listen to this. Their children became more sociable and empathetic and exhibited fewer concerning behaviors within 18 months of adopting a cat. That's amazing. Which is amazing. And what's even more amazing to me is listen to this, which I love it. It says, even the cats appear to thrive more. And, you know, we talk about how the animals have senses. I mean, like dogs, for example. I have five of those too. And, you know, they can read our expressions. They can sense our emotions. Well, cats are the same way. Well, there must be something about autism kids, right? Kids with autism that they sense as different and the cats are, were more affectionate and they too seem to thrive. Wow. So That's great. So amazing that cats read this. And um, it's like, look, cats can detect COVID better than many tests can detect. I mean, dogs can detect COVID. Why? Because their nose, we're happy. We have 5 million receptors, right, in our noses, right? Cats have 200 million or some crazy. 250 million, yeah. 50 times what we have. Yeah. Amazing. And when you talk about hearing, you know who wins the hearing test? Cats. Cats. 
their range yes. of the um, pitches is greater than anybody. They can sense low pitch, high pitch, intermediate. It's amazing. And that's you know why cats' ears are usually erect, except for two breeds, you know, the uh, Scottish Fold and the American Curl. But most of them have erect ears and they take it all in. It, it's amazing. I know when my cats get, you know, like they think they hear something or they're staring at the wall, I get nervous because I know that they know something's there all right. and I can't. Right. My cats let me know when my husband's a block away when he's coming home from work. They start walking into the kitchen and it's like, oh, well, you'll be turning the corner in 10, 9, 8. Yeah, and, you know, he's the food guy. Vibrations. Yeah, he's suffered. Yeah, in my yeah. house, I'm, I'm the food guy and the litter guy. Uh-huh. And, but I'm very lucky with five cats. Normally, we talk about you should always have N plus one. in right. litter box. One more than the number of cats in the household. Yes. I have, and so we built a little a whole area for the cats to do their business and it, with a little doggy door, kitty door, and they go in so the dogs can't eat the cat litter, which we know. Yeah, that's food. a concern with dogs. I know, that's the, the tootsie rolls. And, um, but we only have and no accidents in the house, all indoor cats. Three litter boxes for the five cats. Amazing. So we are very, very That's lucky. wonderful. I know. We recently I know. had a client that did that. They built out into their garage this like mini oh, catio, yeah. I guess, I with boxes in it and a doggy door so the cat could get out. Yeah. And I thought, that's genius. Yeah, but they only had one door. Yeah. So that was the problem. A they cat would go another. in and then yeah. another cat could come in and bully the other cat. So we told them they needed to install a second so right. that there was One two entry exit points. Exactly. Do not block. Ours them. is like an enclosure, which is behind two plexiglass glass doors. So we leave those open typically. So the cat can either go the easy way, but we built a fan in the floor that sucks out the odors. Nice. So it goes under the house. We have one of the big litter boxes, and then we have a tray they jump on, and they can eat right up there. So that nice. way, the dogs can't eat the cat food. The dogs nice. can't eat the cat litter, and the cats have access to their own little enclosure. Which not that so is little. really smart. It worked smart. out really, really well. well oh, I'll admit, I do really not smart. have 19 litter boxes. I have 15. I yeah, it works. gets the point of like, <laughs> I just can't find room for one more litter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hence the need to build the sanctuary because I can't fit any more yes! boxes in here. Do you think the reason cats and autism go so well together is because, you know, my dog, I can see it written all over her face. I'm happy to see you and her butt's a wagon. And, and I can yell across the room to her and go, Sadie, hear me, you know, and she's all excited. Cats, you're watching for so much more subtle communication, right? right. Much True. like autism, which tends to be either nonverbal or, or verbally delayed. Are they just, um, they're used to looking at the the cues and eye contact and watching body language. and Totally. And, and- it's, you know, it's interesting. I would love to know more about this particular study, but I think that it is, uh, it, to me, it's fascinating because, and, and again, not surprising, you know, I have a, one of my cousins, um, interestingly, two of my cousins became veterinarians and one, the older one who just actually retired was Forest Hills Cat Hospital. He was one of the first vets in the country going back to the late sixties that opened up an all cat practice. Oh, we love that. And he um, he did it you know out of practicality because it was in the city, New York City, and you don't have a lot of space. The space is very expensive, and it's very noisy to walk in. A lot of cats object; they don't like being so. Right. You know, like other doctors have two waiting rooms, a cat and a dog. But he's obviously just understood cats a lot better. So things like this to him aren't surprising, not at all. 
We had a young man on the show, remember? Caden. Caden. He called himself Caden the cat. Yes, he loved his cat so much he called himself a cat. He's on the spectrum. And so we talked to him about how his cat helps him. And he said, you know, when people are mean and cruel or cat, his cat's never mean to him, right? And it, you know, gives him this unconditional love and acceptance and centers him again and makes him happy again. And I thought that was the best testimonial I could have heard, right? Like, yeah. And then, you know, and dogs, you know, similarly, you know, when you talk about service animals, what the a service dog brings, not just for the help, but for the emotion of the person who is has the, the disability. Oh, for sure. And oh, the stories about, you know, nonstop about this uh, helps them come out of their shell, helps them become more accepted. You know, it's like this, you know, if you're in an outdoor cafe, you're an eatery, right, especially now with COVID, and you're walking down the street and just walking, how many of those people that are sitting there, strangers, do you stop to talk to? The answer is like none. Zero, right? Now, zero. Now, have a dog sitting next to that stranger or the you walking with your dog. That's different. And you are right. see a completely different environment. And everybody, oh, my God. It's you. And you start talking. It brings animals have that, that knack of they just do. bringing yes. people socially. I hadn't thought about that. I remember when I was bringing karma home that uh, back to Ohio from, from the Carolinas and I adopted her. Everybody, what do you got in there? Oh, can I see? Oh, right. she's so pretty. Like nobody ever spoke to me at an airport before. Right. Like exactly. ever. <laughs> and I always stop for the dogs. I go in, I, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not so good. I was actually, this is funny. I walked into a airport about to travel. And um, I saw the police dog. It was a Belgian Malinois with the, with the cop, you know, and there you know, was a drug dog. So, um, I, you know, I was supposed to touch them. I didn't. And um, so I go, I check in and, and I'm walking now towards the gate. And now this cop and the dog are coming towards me. So I got my backpack and my carry on. And all of a sudden the dog, as we pass each other, the dog makes a U-turn and starts literally coming right up. <laughs> oh my God. What, what did I forget to put away? What <laughs> drugs do I have <laughs> right. in my pockets right now? So she jumps up on me and she's sniffing me and the cop comes over and he goes, you have dogs. I say, well, I have dogs and I'm a veterinarian. He goes, she knows it. It, <laughs> was, a it was different posturing. You know, when they come up with the smell, they're supposed to sit and you know what I mean? Yes. She was literally sniffing me and jumping on me. She was my face. Aww, was, like I'm smelling so a pack of dogs walking through here. I have I to investigate the situation. <laughs> it, was, it was hysterical. And people, it was so funny because people then started to stop and watch. What is this guy doing? The cop and the dog and, and the dog is all over the guy. It's like, they were waiting yeah. to see you get drug busted, Dr. <laughs> no, they were all excited. They were waiting for the handcuffs the to come out. Viral video. No, but it's, it's like the dog gives people an excuse to talk to someone they never would normally interact with. Absolutely. Animals have that. It's, it's an amazing Yes, and we, we love it. Oh, so the Emmy. So you mentioned that. So what happened was I accidentally, and I, and I mean this truly, accidentally got into TV. Oh, God, 35 years ago. I finished school in 84. By 85, 86, I was already doing TV. And it wasn't because I wanted to do TV. It wasn't like I graduated. So, oh, I want to, you know. Oh, by the way, my dad was an actor. That's what brought us to California. And I was the only one in the family who had no desire to do anything in entertainment. I wanted to be a vet ever since I was five. And that was what I but I was so disenchanted with my profession, educating the masses about pet care, pet care issues that they should know about. Mm-hmm. about va- I mean, simple stuff. And when, when after the fourth guy comes to my office, ready to start vaccines in his six month old dog, I'm thinking, oh my God, you, this was the, the heart of Parvo and you have never vaccinated. I mean, and whose fault is it? It wasn't his fault. It was our yeah. fault. 
our yeah. profession wasn't educating people right. I so um, I, I went to the AVMA and I said, guys, you know, I, I, I'm in California. I have clients that are like big time Hollywood producers and, and agents. I would love to maybe help you guys write some stuff, get a PSA out there. I can connect you. And I got this very condescending. I was a kid. I was 29. Years, sure, Sonny, we, we got it covered. I said, oh, great. So I waited and waited and waited, said, screw you guys. You're not doing anything. <laughs> so I started to write a video that I can maybe get into pet shops because this was the heart of videos is back in the early 80s, early mid 80s. So I, I do this um, video turned into eight or nine videos uh, because the biggest sellers in the pet shops were not just a book on dogs. It was your golden retriever, your German shepherd, your, Labrador, your poodle, your Lhasa, your C2. So we did took the nine top selling pet shop dogs and I did a video for each one. And that got me a guest spot on a syndicated talk show. And they wanted to talk about the videos. I said, look, I don't really want to talk about the videos. You know, I really want to talk about education. So um, who's your guest host? The guest host was a comedian. His name was Dom DeLuise, who is an Oh, old I remember old. him. I love Dom DeLuise. Yes. And I said, oh, well, Dom DeLuise, look, the number one nutritional disease affecting pets is obesity. Let's do a segment on obesity. And we did a segment. We say Dom DeLuise was a panic, right? And um, the producer comes to me after he goes, that was great. Would you like to come back and do it again and do another one? And I said, yes. And literally that's how it started from there. Nice. I went to the home show on ABC. I went to Mike and Maddie on ABC. I had my own show on Animal Planet, my own show, Lassie's Pet Vet on, on PBS. And then I started working for KCBS in LA and I was on the desk three days a week as a reporter, pet health reporter. And it turns out that in the Emmys, the regional Emmys, local Emmys, Los Angeles area Emmys, we won for the best morning newscast. So that's how you got the Emmy. That is amazing. I was part of the news team. We all got our Emmys. Nice. That is amazing. I'll bet when you were going to veterinarian school, never did it occur to you that this would lead to an Emmy one day, (laughs) right? Like. Or, or the that, or having you know the national shows. My show on called Petcetera that was then you know it was an Ace Cable Awards. Now they combine the Ace with the Emmys, but oh, back then okay. it was its own. I was nominated for a Cable Ace Award for my show. I lost to um, I think uh, oh um, oh Emeril won Emeril ah, got. I mean, but I mean we had furnitures to go. Walter Cronkite remembers Emeril. I mean I was in pretty good company. I sure. would say so. I think that's something to be quite you impressed with. Emmy, just to go to the Ace Awards and my tuxedo and that was fun yes that is amazing but see you saw that the the public really needed to know more about dogs and cats and what kind of care and they still do need that yes and that's why i've been doing this kind of thing and staying in the media all this time and you know i had a lot of naysayers initially because they thought that here i am i'm going to be on tv vet and i'm going to take all their business i said first of all guys i never mentioned my hospital all right it's my name and i'm national no i'm expecting people to come to me from south carolina i mean how ridiculous great now so it took a while to break through that but my tagline always was see your veterinarian you need to see you need to talk to your veterinarian so people would see me and then they would call their veterinarian now it's a lot different now they respect what i'm doing what marty becker you know all the guys that are doing a lot of tv yes they get it my friend ernie ward i mean a lot of people doing television now and a lot of veterinarians and people are respecting them because they know that what we do is going to help them Right. take care of their patients well, exactly that's what we said we've had other behaviorists and and people in, in our yeah, we in can't our take care of everyone and we're like yeah right. there's 
We did the math one day, 134,400 cats are surrendered to U.S. shelters every year wow. for behavior problems. Right. And you know, it was the first ones to get euthanized if it's not no kill. Of course. And of I'm course. like, we can't help 134,400 cats each year. So we can spread the word together and, and yes, help other behaviors. Yes. Yeah. Right. And you know, that's what you say that. And that is so true that when people talk about the vaccines and they don't want to do vaccines, they say, we don't understand. I said, socialization is key early on between eight and 18 weeks for a dog. All right. If you waited until you're finished with a vaccine series to get your dog together with another dog, yeah. then you have two weeks left. 16 weeks of last it's shot. It's the same thing with kittens. If you don't get them by right, 12 right. weeks, forget it. Right. You need to start like them. They need to socialize because if they don't, then they end up in a shelter. And like you said, the behavior ones are the ones that usually get to put to sleep. They do. Yeah. I said, you know, nobody comes into the shelter saying, I would like oh, yeah, a cat I, yeah. that pees on the bed. You got one of those, right? Like, right. this is the cat. That's well, the cat read I and do, I take I home, look for those, but yes, I know. That's most people don't. I, home, <laughs> I, have to, I have to show you a, a real quick picture. And I'll, I'll tell you the story behind this. So this was a cat that I, he's, he's now gone, but he was just an amazing, amazing cat. And um, uh, let's see. Okay. All right. So this cat, his name was Bachelor. He was, I took care of him as a kitten. One day the, the client brings him in and says, um, I need to just get this, all the shots because I'm taking him to the shelter. I go, why? He says, because he's the worst cat I've ever seen. I said, he is stunning. He is gorgeous. I'll take him. He's no doc. You don't want him. He doesn't, he's not social. He pees everywhere. He doesn't cuddle. He's just the worst cat. I said, I don't care. He is so gorgeous that I'm going to take him. I'm he was see unhappy him. in that environment. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. look <gasps> at those markings. <gasps> You're pure breed. Just beautiful. Macro tabby. It was Bengal. I knew there was Bengal. 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 No shoe marble. His other half is exactly a mirror image of this. <gasps> Look All right. Beautiful. Was, oh, he was so stunning. And um, anyway, I took him home. And guess what? The He's best a good cat. cat. I knew. Oh, it. my God. Never missed a litter box. Socialized with my other cats. Was such a love. So cats read us very well. And yes. he, the, the cat didn't like him. It's like we have my. Well, he knew the guy wasn't committed, you know, obviously. He was so stunning. We have a <gasps> friend who had it, who had a uh, was dating a guy. And every time the guy would stay over, the cat would poop in his shoes. <laughs> so, so we told we told our friend something's wrong with this guy because that cat knows. Listen to your cat, honey. Listen to your cat. Sure enough, sure enough, he turned out to be a total jerk, uh -huh. and the cat was right from the get go. So yeah, listen to your cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the problems that we see a lot of is people, dog people getting cats, thinking they'll act like cats and disciplining them in the way they are parents. Used Remember to that couple their we had? Yes, yeah. You know, we, we yeah. had lady one time, she's sitting next to her husband and she's like, he hit him with the newspaper. He shouldn't do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Look, they said he shouldn't have like, we're not ammunition. Stop using us. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you can't, you can't like, it's even bad to do this to dogs, but you can't like rub the cat's nose and say, you did right, this, right, you right, did right, this. Right, they right. don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Well, even the dogs don't know. You know, I what know. we end up doing when you reprimand a dog for going to the bathroom, you're not mad they went to the bathroom. That's a normal, natural behavior. You're mad that they chose your white carpeting. So if <laughs> yes. you say no and you take them over, then you whack them or whatever. They think they can't go to the bathroom. No so now you have yes, them outside exactly. and exactly. you're with them for four hours at home. They, you felt they couldn't hold it in for more than an hour. And here's it's four hours. You're saying, go, come on already. The dog's looking up at you saying, are you nuts? I'm so confused. Yes. I, I, 
told a client analogy once she liked the water bottle. And I said, so let me ask you this. You work in an office, your boss comes by and says, everybody's been farting around too much today. Nobody leaves their desk till five. Your stomach starts rumbling and you know, this is a bathroom 911. You run to the bathroom, you come back, you've been written up. There's a, a slip, disciplinary slip on your, do you think you did something wrong by pooping or do you think your boss is a big old jerk? Right. Exactly. That's what your cat thinks and you squirt them with a water yeah. bottle. They right. are not, you know, they are not connected to they did something that makes sense to them for a reason that is known right. to them. Right. And then you made them wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was the point of that? <laughs> and then they just learn not to do it when you're around. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we always look for remote correction because if they always associate you with them, they're just going to, they'll be fine when you're there, but wait till you come home one day. And your couch is torn apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. We had a client using a can of something that you spray and it makes a noise and then it sprays out something. And I said, even if that works, which they had a high anxiety cat, so I don't recommend scaring the heck out of your high anxiety no. cat. Right, right, right. But um, but I said, even if that worked, it would only teach your cat not to do that when you're sitting there. Another one that, that was shaking the can of pennies or yeah, something. The penny oh, yeah, cans, the penny like, can. yeah. All right, unless you're gonna stay home and watch that cat right. and carry around your little can 24 yeah, right. <laughs> No, 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 that doesn't work. That doesn't work. We've gone way, way over oh, time. Which uh -oh. I could just shot. talk for another hour to you, I Dr. Jeff. Yes. You're in are you in the LA area or in the LA? Yes, area? I'm in LA. I'm yeah, in LA. I, li I lived in LA for 10 years. I'm sorry we never crossed paths while I was there. Where, where in LA were you? I lived uh, near the Beverly Center. Actually, my oh. apartment was right behind Jones on 3rd. Oh, sure. And we yeah, miss so I'm LA. In, I'm, in, I'm in West LA. I oh, actually okay. live now one mile from where i from the house i grew up in so uh kind of yeah. cool and and um two of my kids live with their kids i have five grandkids live within four blocks of us which is great that sounds so, like a perfect life there's dexter that looks like my ninja just uh -huh. like big eyes, uh -huh. black cat big cat. great he chose me he showed up on my doorstep yeah that's a ninja too ninja found us it's so great <laughs> she said when she lost another cat and again because we keep taking these elderly or right. ill cats and she said, I'm not taking in anymore unless they show up at my door. And sure enough. A week and later. Yes. And then a week later, Dexter appeared on the deck, which is why his yes. name is Dexter. Dexter so, -E. yes. okay. One of my cats, I uh, was little found in the dumpster. They came in and, and I'm holding the cat and they wanted to put it into what we had a, we had a big, uh, like a enclosure up front for adoption. And they said, oh, look, can we take them? I put it out. I said, no, no, this one cannot be adopted. They go, why not? I go, because I'm taking them. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. he's spoken for. <laughs> yes yeah it's how you well, get to 11 and 18 but right. okay <laughs> well well we're building the sanctuary right. now so we can help more but good make sure everyone that you check out the dr jeff show on pet life radio live sunday mornings ask the veteran and also for those of you who want access to a vet 24 7 go to your app store go to google play and download AirVet. You're going to love it. It's fantastic. Yes. And I will definitely, we'll put those links in the write-up that we do for the sure. show. And your website is drjeff.com, correct? I have drjeff.com. I'm at, uh, you can reach me at drjeff at petliferadio.com, jeff at airbet.com. Yeah, I have a lot of emails. You're very and, accessible. Uh, I we wish, understand. I wish I'd known you when I lived there. My bet there was Dr. Reyna, who I loved. Oh, he sure. was awesome. Oh, oh you yeah. know Dr. Reyna? Of course. Yeah, yes. I've been working here for, yeah. I yes, mean, you know them all. Yes. <laughs> I've been in LA and the LA vet market for over 40 years. So yes, I know them all. You got well, it. I hope you'll come on again. Yes, please. So we can do another show. Anytime, um, just let you. me know. It's been so enjoyable. Uh, I've Thank really you. Thanks for having me. This yes. is a lot of fun. 
we could have kept you for another hour easily, but yes, we're it's the same way. Away. Uh, we understand that. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. And thank you, Linda, for being my awesome co-host. My and Dr. Jeff for sharing so much awesome information. Yes. And of course, we have to thank Mark Winter for giving us the spot on Pet Life Radio. Be sure to visit catbehavioralliance.com. Read our blog. If you need some cat help, reach out to us. We're more than happy to hold a session for you. And most importantly, remember, every day is Catterday. We'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.